you detect a little accent, it's mine. Okay, so don't adjust your hearing aids, you're okay. Um, this morning I want to do something, or talk about something, and I'm sure that, <clears throat> well, I will say will shock you at the beginning. So don't run away, hear me out, okay? All of you, or maybe all of us, use this saying, we are sinners saved by grace, right? Amen? I have a problem with that. I really have a problem with that. Theologically, it's not 100% right. Emotionally, it causes very dangerous things in our lives. And I want to share that with you. And I know when we say we're all sinners saved by grace, we say that we're all humility. We don't want to boast. That's good. We have nothing to boast on. Absolutely nothing. But we're taken away from the grandeur of God. And I hope I can share something of that with you this morning and that it may sink in. By the way, it had to sink in in me and in my wife and as well. We all know John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world, and, and uh, you know, then when people accept the Lord Jesus Christ, they're saved. Saved by grace. But there's a Bible verse that we often forget. Colossians 1.13. He has delivered us from domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Now, I, I try to demonstrate this. When we, believe, when we became a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, we asked forgiveness for our sin, we declared that we want to follow him, that we realize he died for us on the cross, and that he became our Lord and Savior. Savior. What happened at that very moment, hear me, at that very moment, not alone were you saved, but he took us out of the, the darkness and put us in the light. Right? At that very moment. And at that very moment, we became different. We were no longer sinners, but saints. Sixty times in the New Testament, we're saints. Now, interesting story. My wife is waiting for this because I told him I'm going to tell something about her. Last century, a long time ago, I emigrated to the United States. I came to marry the most beautiful girl, she still is, in the United States. And it was fine, nothing happened, it was fine. But then five years and a half later, we wanted to go back home to see my family. I wanted to introduce my wife to my family. Our first son was born. There was also my father's first grandson. I didn't know what to do. My passport had long time been... Uh, Outdated, 
expired, thank you. And so I decided, we decided to call the consulate in Chicago, I think it was, and see what we had to do. And uh, we explained everything, and within a few weeks, I got a new passport, Belgian passport. My wife got a Belgian passport, and my son got a Belgian passport. Unbeknown to us, the day she married me, she became a Belgian citizen. Now, it's not any more like that, but at that particular time, it was. And I think sometimes, unbeknown to us, we forget that we have been transported out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Because we're so happy with our salvation that we forget. Now, I have a couple of verses I want to quickly share with you. Uh, Ephesians 1.1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, through the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. And go on to the next one. Yeah? 2 Corinthians 1 1, thank you. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God that is at Corinth, with all the saints who are in the whole of Achaia. Saints! Well, go on. We got some more. First Corinthians 1 2. To the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. And one more we want to see. First Corinthians 1. No, that's uh, Colossians 1 2. To the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossia. Grace to you and peace from God the Father. We are no longer sinners, but saints. There's no room for sinners in heaven. Amen? Amen. We're saints. Now we have a problem with that. Sometimes we forget, we don't think about it. And here's where Satan gets in. Here's that little list that I gave you you can write down. That little list that sometimes causes us to think, you know what, here's my first excuse. I have 30 years this habit. The Lord accepted me as I am. It's, it's okay. That's what Satan whispers in our ears. And we believe that because we're just sinners saved by grace. See what I'm saying? Or... You know what? God cannot change me. I'm okay. He accepted me as a sinner, so he will accept me later on too. Satan whispers that in our ears. And because we believe we're just sinners saved by grace, it's going to be like that. And we walk around as defeated people. But you know, Sunday morning we go to church and we think we're okay. And we're still a child of God. But for the rest, we're defeated. It's not. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are saints. And we forget that. Another thing, 
we tend to think is that it's only pastors' reverence that are saints, you know. Reverend Paul, Reverend Josh, maybe Reverend Willie, maybe some elders, but I'm just a normal little boy, normal little girl. I'm not a saint. When I look in here, I see two of my friends in there. Arthur and Eric, both are still in jail. Arthur committed a hideous crime. Eric got uh, punished for, he says he didn't do it, but he was part of it, so we all, you know, they're still in jail. But you know what? They're in there. They're believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. They gave the heart, they gave their heart to the Lord. They're in there. And we need to do away with the whole thing from, yeah, but that's just reserved for some people. That's religious nonsense. When Jesus Christ saved you, and you, and you, he literally took you out and placed you into his kingdom. You were saved. And if you have nothing else out of this sermon, I hope you get that. That's the most important thing because it's a life changing. I'll go on a little bit further because we're not done yet. So if you have that little thing, lies, write down what your lies are. Not now, maybe this afternoon, this week. And then what are the remedies? If you think God cannot change you, I got a Bible verse for that. A wonderful Bible verse for that. I'll get that later to you. You don't get it now. You have to wait a while. So, we're brought into the kingdom of God the moment you and I were saved. And on that moment, your name changed. You're no longer sinner, but saint. Now, okay, we may not always feel like that, but we'll get to that too. And then I say, please make Colossians 1.13 that we have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Make that your verse. When people memorize Bible verses, sometimes... That's not the best thing to do. Make that verse your own. Your very own. Our Bible verse when we married, and it's still our Bible verse today, is Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to his power at work in us. I'll give you my translation. Not in Flemish, you will understand that. But my translation from my heart in English. My God is able to do exceedingly more than my wildest dreams can ever fathom. Correct? That's what it says. And that is what Sue and I, when we, when the Lord brought us together, that was our verse. God is able. 
We had many people tell us, hey, you guys, you're not fit for each other. Uh, Sue is an American. She uh, has uh, another culture than you do. She has a, is a little bit older than you. You didn't have a high school degree. Uh, you, uh, you know, and there's a lot of things that come out of a poor family, and, and, and your dad was a drunk, and, and we heard it all. But my God, your God, because you've got the same God, is bigger than my wildest dreams can ever fathom. And boy, if you would hear some of my dreams, I got some duties. I can fly. I can pick up weights as if it is nothing. My God's far bigger than that. So when you memorize Bible verses, make it your own, and you will never, ever forget it and it becomes more to you. But there's more. Not only are we replaced out of the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed Behold, the new has come. Now, <clears throat> this translation is a little bit different because another translation says the old is gone. <laughs> Satan has no power and no authority in your life anymore. We belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And maybe for some of you, ooh, it's kind of drastic. Okay, I've played soccer before. You've seen that, you know. <laughs> Anyhow. But sometimes it does. F. Peter. Peter came out of jail. He's a believer. He's kind of a little bit slow. When he comes out of jail, when he talks, he goes, because that's how he talks in jail. Nobody is talking about. You know, just, lucky we had COVID, so everybody would wear a mask after a while, so he didn't have to do that anymore. But sometimes we still live as if we're still under that authority and power. And we don't have to. It's gone. I would have asked maybe somebody to come and trample on that and shred it to pieces. That'd be fine. That's Peter. But Peter is in the same bag now because he accepted the Lord. And he may not understand everything of the Bible like you and I do, but I know when I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ about 49 years ago, I didn't understand everything. And I still don't understand everything. Dave, do you? Don't think so, huh? We still learn. We still have to learn. But for Peter, life is new. And he had to learn to make that transition. And it came slow. Another guy, Crystal. Ah, he's one of my favorite ex-prisoners. He's doing great. And he's witnessing all the time to people. He's kind of a little preacher. And... Uh, Often he calls me, hey, Willie, 
Where can I find that Bible verse? It says, which one? Well, it says something about the little... Okay, I will look it up, or sometimes I know what he's talking about. And so we have this almost Bible study online every two weeks. In COVID, it was great. We could continue that. One day he calls. He says, Willie, I let my buddy... Uh, I'll call him Johnny. I forget his name right now. I let my buddy, uh, my buddy uh, Johnny to the Lord... It's great. Well, I got a problem now. Now I want to be baptized. I don't know how to do that. And <clears throat> we had just a little space last year in, in the COVID time that we were allowed to come, to come together just with one or two people. So we, well, with one person, but we had him, him and his buddy and his two sons came with to where we are. And we had a Bible study. I want to make sure that, A, the guy... M- did accept the Lord Jesus Christ and know what he's talking about. Be the guy who knows what baptism is all about. And then we went, we prayed, then we went to the lake. There's a little lake close by us. It was pretty cold, but it was great. And so we baptized him. The highlight of last year. Because we were limited in doing what we wanted to do. But that Cristo and Johnny and Peter are all in there. All saints. Uh, <clears throat> we could say, well, wait a second. If you know what all those guys did, what would you think of me if I know what all of you guys did? Quiet. I would be quiet too if you know what all I did. Amen. <laughs> That's why I love her. She's so honest. You know? And then, <clears throat> my illustration is not finished yet. Because in the Bible it says, Revelation 3.20, it says that, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hear my voice, I will come to him and eat with him and he with me. It's Jesus the Holy Spirit come into our lives. But for every time that it says God dwells or this Christ dwells within you, there are five Bible verses that say we in him. See the illustration? We are in him. Not he in us, but we in him. And in Christ we are. And Romans 6 says that, remain in him. John 15, the vine and the branches remain in me. And the bag is the same thing, remain in him. And we say, okay, Willie, now we're saints. What about our sins today? Well, what about them? 1 John 1, 8 and 9. If we say we have no sin... We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So definitely, we still sin. I still sin. Stand guilty before him. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us all our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's a matter between 
you and the Lord. If we confess our sins sincerely, it's between you and him. And even though we sin, we are still covered by his precious blood. We're still covered by a blank sheet. We're still saints. Let me illustrate this in a different way. How many of you have children? Okay? And one of your child, boy or girl, does something bad in your house. Does it stay your child or not? We're not sure. I don't hear you. (laughs) Depending what they did. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We are still saints. And so, instead of saying we're sinners saved by grace, dare to say, in all humility, but in all fairness, and in all power, I'm a saint saved by grace. Because there's no room for sinners in heaven. And Jesus called us to be saints, set aside for him, for a fantastic thing, a fantastic life. It's going to give us power. It's going to give us Joy, it's going to give us peace. It changes our lives. No longer I'm just a poor sinner, but I'm going to make it. No, I've made it because of him. And of nobody else. And Satan has no authority and no power in our lives. All of you if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are a saint. And so there's a challenge. You're a saint, you're God's people. You're a saint here and now today. You're a saint. Live as a saint. Knowing that through grace, You can live in him as a saint today.